0: A lot of people care about financial literacy. It is a hot button right now. But nobody's understanding how to actually get kids to fall in love with it. Right? Kids fall in love with something when they feel like they're on a hero's journey. They fall in love with something when they actually get to go out and experience it and go out and learn by doing. So if we can mix the game, learn, earn, that's like our three tagline words, game, learn, and earn that's what's going to motivate and actually move the needle.
1: All right, my friend, this is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi, and I want to welcome you back to another episode here on the Fit Father Project and the Fit Mother Project podcast. Today's episode is very interesting. In fact, I don't think we've ever had an episode quite like this. Because we have a special guest expert coming on by the name of Scott Donnell, who is a serial entrepreneur. He runs many different companies, and he's kind of been on a mission since a very young age to solve some of the world's biggest problems, which makes Scott a pretty unique guy in today's day and age. And in today's conversation, we get into a couple of Scott's companies because they're so relevant to our fit father and fit mother communities. One of Scott's businesses that he's about to officially release by the time this podcast episode is live is a company called Gravy Stack. Gravy Stack. That helps teach kids how to invest and also helps them go on life missions that will set them up for success later on in life. So we get deep into the psychology of parenting, what it takes to raise kids that are financially literate, healthy, and happy. We talk about a lot of things around parenting and Scott's personal philosophies, as well as how he maintains his health and fitness amidst a very busy schedule, running multiple companies, having three kids at home. So it's just a really cool conversation. I absolutely loved it. And I think you're going to love it too. And as you go through this episode, if you're interested in some of the things that Scott is up to, like Gravy Stack, like his other company that is like a health wearable band called Happy, there's going to be links in the show notes as well as stuff on our blog. So you can check that out. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode with Scott Donnell. All right, Scott, welcome officially to the podcast, my friend. I'm really excited to have you here.
0: Absolutely. Good to be here, man. Can't wait for this.
1: It's been fun because we originally met at a dinner through a mutual friend. And when I got to speak to you and I just heard about all the things you were doing, I'm like, we got to have this guy on the podcast because you're a serial entrepreneur and you have your hand in so many important topics today, like kids finance and investing, wellness with new different types of technologies. And I want to have a great conversation today Starting with your background and then getting into some of the companies that you run, and then also talking about some of your personal experience with keeping yourself healthy, running multiple companies, having three kids, having a busy wife, and all the stuff. So, to kick this off, please give us a little bit of your short background. How did you become a business builder? What's your story? How do you kind of like describe your mission up to this point?
0: Yeah, I, um, it's been a wild ride. I feel like I'm on my ninth life. But I've always loved business. Uh, I've always loved um, finding something that is a problem or a pain point for a lot of people, and then just solving it. That that's like a great satisfaction for me. My first business was in uh, third grade. Uh, I sold. I actually have one with me here. I didn't even realize this. You see this? This is a gecko keychain. You can make them with beads and string for like 10 cents and I would sell them door to door for like a dollar 50 and I sold hundreds of them and after about 3 months all of my classmates were like not going to lunch or recess because they were making my keychains for me and I got suspended from school and because I got my supply line cut because no one was going to lunch or recess and so I got suspended. And uh, I got home and my dad, instead of punishing me, he gave me a huge high five and took me out to dinner. And he's like, whatever you did to get suspended, I want you to do that for the rest of your life and you'll be successful. So started early, man. Um, I absolutely love finding opportunities to to serve people. So first one, um, over a decade ago, we started Apex uh, Fun Run. So if anybody listening has ever given to a fun run for their school, it was probably us. We put on, I don't know, 10,000 events now all over the country. Uh, we had about 120 franchisees. We were Entrepreneur Magazine, top 100 fastest growing franchises for many, many years. We just sold that company. But I love watching kids grow and learn and develop. And that was really a niche that I, I fell in love with. And so that's really what kind of led into the gravy stack FinTech, the banking app for kids that we're launching now. And there's been a few other ones along the way. Uh, Happy, the wellness product and Hero Maker too. But yeah, I just want to find opportunities that a lot of people need solved. And finding great people is probably my unique ability. So see a vision of what needs to be solved figure out the product market fit, right? What's the scalable, profitable model to serve all those people and then find the world's best people and put them in a, on a great team, have great company culture, and then really get out of the way. I don't want to be in charge of these things. I, I My goal is to be a ghost and just set the fire and go and watch other people uh, flourish. So that's that's me. And that's leadership too, really. I mean, it's very
1: powerful. And you had a nice segue there. One of the things that intrigued me most when I met you at that dinner was you mentioned like this financial app that you guys are about to release that teaches kids how to save and invest in like a fun, gamified way. And it's called Gravy Stack. Gravy Stack. (laughs) Yeah. So I want to talk about Gravy Stack. I want to talk about like what you've learned today on why it's so important for parents to help their kids invest and in like what the what the methodology is why you've built a particular technology what's working like let's talk about that
0: yeah so for starters gravy stack is such a goofy name uh once you say it out loud you'll never forget it that's what I love about the name but it's like gravy train and stacks of money we just teach kids how to stack their gravy and really what what came down to was we have seen, you know, I have thousands of other parents in my network. Uh, everyone's raising kids. I have three of my own. My wife is a rock star teacher. She was a first-grade teacher for many years. And we didn't re- even have a financial roadmap for our kids. And none of our friends did either. And I'm talking, like, some of the best entrepreneurs on the planet, right? Um, they don't have a plan. And at best, most parents are like. Yeah, we'll do the three jars where we give them ten bucks and they split it between save, spend, and giving. Um, Maybe we'll get them a bank account when they're twelve, and uh, maybe we'll do like a lemonade stand or something. Like in the like, that's the best most parents have, and so there was a really big problem with financial literacy. And as you can tell, the, the the world is going in the wrong direction, right? It's all consumerism. Kids are learning either either they're falling on the side of spending whenever they get it, right? Oh, I have a dollar. I'm just going to blow it. Ten bucks. I'm just going to blow it. Or they hoard out of fear, right? Or they're just terrified of money. The whole conversation is scary because mom and dad fought over money. And whatever kids hear, they're going to internalize. And so if intimacy and finances are the two biggest fights in everybody's marriage, it's bound to hit the kids in a negative way if it's not being proactively taught, right? So really, the key is to learn to master money, or it will, by default, master you. And so what we set out to do, and again, my background is in helping kids learn. Like Apex was, a, for, for, we've helped over 5 million kids, I believe now, across America, teaching leadership, character traits, and fitness. It's a, it's a fantastic program we built. But what I've done for the last decade is watched America's youth learn. I watch what works, what doesn't work, what motivates them, what triggers them. I've watched the problems that parents have in raising these kids. There's a lot of outsourcing going on with parenting, okay? You're outsourcing your kids to school. You're outsourcing your kids to after-school programs and sports. You're outsourcing your kids to even like a youth group or a a church or a, a summer camp. There's a lot of outsourcing and hoping and crossing your fingers that they'll learn and catch the right stuff. But really what needs to happen is taking this stuff back under the wing and and really developing our kids the way they should be developed and not hoping that schools will fill in those gaps. And when it comes to financial literacy, that really is one of the core principles that kids need to learn to gain confidence for their future. Okay, character traits obviously are our core uh, and their values that you're setting in the home. But then when it comes to practical skills, financial literacy and the life skills that comes with it, that is dominant. Okay. And there is a huge hole. Parents don't have the roadmap. Schools are not teaching this at all. Teachers don't even feel qualified to say anything. And if they do, they're scared to say it because money is like, that's mom and dad. I don't want to touch it. And then, even worse, banks don't care about kids because kids have no money. And that's why you see very, very archaic banking, right? Like, why do we have checking accounts if no kid under 21 will ever write a check ever again? The statistics show. It's just so old fashioned and old school, and, and we're moving away from the actual dollar. And so kids are less and less connecting real world exchange of cash to the digital world. And so all this creates a, a catastrophe if, if someone doesn't do something. So that's why Gravy Stack exists. What we created was we reimagined banking for families and for kids. How do we make it fun? gamified, and learning-based, where they earn real money. And so it's a debit card that they get. And they the family can give the kid gigs to do at home, right? We don't like allowance. We're anti-allowance people. Uh, allowance is another, another term for free money and handouts. And it's actually linked to an aversion to work and uh, an aver- uh, a lack of motivation. And so what we created was something called Home Gigs, where mom and dad... They can find 50 things around the house using our lists and assign a dollar value to them. And this is not chores. Chores are done for free to be in our house. You're going to make your bed. You're going to brush your teeth. You're going to get dressed. Probably going to clean your room and even do some dishes or trash, whatever. But all the other stuff around the house, parents don't even realize their kids should be doing those and they should be paying their kids to do those.
1: Yeah. Like cleaning the windows or something like this.
0: Yeah. Mop something, clean a bathroom, organize a closet, sweep the garage, like My books are all out of order. I'd love to pay my five-year-old $20 to spend several hours organizing the books, right? There's at least 55, I think we have in counting, that every parent right there, they're like, I want to know the list and I want to easily assign that list to my kids. And so the kids don't need a phone to do this. They can use an iPad or they can use mom and dad's phone and they can see what their gigs are for the week. And they, they auto occur every day, week or month. And then once a week, mom and dad see what projects were completed for pay and that is the new version of allowance and it's directly linked to work and value creation. Totally. That is step 1 of gravy stack. It's a closed loop
1: of value like the action they they get the reward immediately, it's self-motivating, it's powerful psychologically. Yep, so let's go step 2.
0: So step 2 is the inner circle. So we have friends and family that join the app for, if they want to. It's optional, but most people prefer this but they want to have like aunts and uncles and the grandparents be involved to motivate and encourage the kids even further. And so then they join for free and they, they like and comment everything that the kid posts to the inner circle of the family. They're encouraging Timmy. My favorite thing though, is they can give their own gigs to hire the kids right there at their house. Um, They can give missions, which I'll get into step three, which is our, the gamified side of this. They can give their own educational gigs So if they come across a TED Talk or a blog or a book or something, or or, hey, don't eat sugar for three weeks. That's worth 10 bucks. There's a challenge right there I'll give you. They want to send fun challenges to the kids because everybody wants to help the kids earn some spending money and also save for the future. Because every dollar the kid makes, we created something called a money machine. So forget the checking account, blah, blah, blah. We built a machine where the money they earn from gigs and, and actually income too, when they get their first job and missions goes through the pipes. You see the coins fall through the pipes and it goes to their account and then it goes and all of the money flows to their save, spend and share accounts. And you see it in real time. So they save and they choose the percentage they want to go to each. So maybe I want to do 30% to saving 10% to sharing, which is giving And then 60% to my spending, my debit card. And so in real time, they watch their money flow between accounts. And the save jar has investing, long-term and short-term goals that they're setting goals for a car, a Barbie, whatever they want to do. The spend is their debit card to spend on. And then the share hooks up to every nonprofit in North America to start. And it's a one-click search. They get the tax deduction. It's all there. It's all automated. And so the money machine is a graphic representation of the flow of money. And you're also going to see the debit card shake and fall out whenever they spend and what they spent it on. So kids and and adults, by the way, they need to see how their money is flowing in and out of their account every time they log in. And so that's one of the most important things that we created with Gravy Stack. And so the inner circle is challenging them along the way and encouraging them as they grow. And then step three, my favorite part, is the game. We created 100 unique and fun missions that the kids can accomplish. And they earn grits and they have avatars and they have coaches that take them through each of the levels. And it looks like a map, a crazy map. This is for teenagers, kids eight to 18, by the way, all the way up through high school. But these 100 missions teach them everything from save, spend, share, earn, how to earn funds, create value, investing. Borrow, protect online social online security. Right, your online persona. How to understand passwords and how to understand whatever you put out in the world stays there forever. So you have to be very, very careful. You don't know if that cute sixteen-year-old friend of yours on the other end of the screen is actually the picture. It might be a fifty-year-old random dude in the middle of nowhere. So teaching them the secure how to be secure online and and have privacy. And safety. That's a whole level in our game. And there's even tons of life skills and character skills, and we're we're gonna be building more and more levels as we go. But the point here is that as the kids play the games, and these are a mix of quizzes and mini games in the app, but also real life challenges that they have to actually go out and do. So get off your phone and go out and accomplish the dinner budget challenge. You're making dinner tonight, and you're trying to hit a goal financially, uh, 10 bucks per person in the family. You go make dinner. Your goal is to profit as much as you can from the 10 bucks per person. But you have to get a four out of five star rating from mom and dad to be able to profit anything. So you can't go out and buy Top Ramen and hope that the family gives you a good rating. You know what I mean? So that one challenge is teaching the kids 10 things at once with these life skills and financial literacy. Same with investing. They go around the house, they find 10 real life things that they use every day that are actually public stocks they can invest in. That's one of our challenges. The the family travel challenge. They have to plan the next family trip. Get three flights, find the best price. Get three rental cars if you're going to do it, find the best price. Three hotels. Are we going to do an RV? Is it cheaper? They're literally going to go through the budget and set up the whole family trip. There's a hundred of those, right? All these things that schools, we don't see schools teaching they're going to be right here in Gravy Stack and the kids are up-leveling and they're ranking against their friends and they're competing and they're earning our grits, right? The in-game currency to get, you know, their avatar to level up. And that's all part of the fun of Gravy Stack. Totally.
1: This is just such a good example of how technology can augment real world learning. And we can actually take all that time the kids are currently spending on tablets consuming. And take that time and now make it actually productive where they're they're both consuming and producing. And it also seems like this is just an all-in-one hub ecosystem where you get gravy stack, you plug your kid and you get them engaged. And now I love how the parents just have all these like plug and play tools and they don't have to do too much thinking. This seems awesome and I'm excited. So It'll probably Gravy Stack will probably be completely launched by the time this is live. The date the Gravy Stack is live, can you yeah. tell, can you can you share when that is launched in live? End
0: end of May, it launches. End of May. End of May 2022.
1: Okay. That's
0: correct. Yep. And then we'll start letting our first handful of kids. We've got a wait list now. People can actually go right now to Gravystack.com and join our queue to be able to launch. If they're listening to this after, they can just go straight to Gravystack.com, download the app and get going. The game itself is free to play. And then the debit card is 5 bucks a month. So cheaper than Chase. Very, very simple. In fact, one of our first missions they accomplish is to go around and help mom and dad cancel and save on monthly subscriptions that they didn't know they had. It's called the Subscription Hunt Challenge. And that alone will probably pay for Gravy Stack forever. But it's very, very simple. Free to play the game. And then when you want to do the banking side, the debit card, uh, up to five kids... It's only five bucks a month for the family. So, very, very simple. Uh, Our goal is to get this out to 10 million families over the next several years. And uh, yeah, we're going to be live. And then eventually, my favorite part of the entire program kids are actually going to be building a resume for the future. And did you know that half of all resumes are faked? I believe it. You got, you know, we we were talking to Stanford the other day, and they get over, I don't even know how many thousand applications where the kid is the valedictorian. And then when they look further into it, it's a homeschool kid. And their mom is the principal and they're the only kid in the school. So there's all, you know, really all that these schools can see at this point is like GPA and an SAT score or ACT. And that's not enough to really see what the kids have developed and learned throughout their life that's unique. And so what we want to build with Gravy Stack is an achievements wall. And with every level they complete, They're ranking against their friends. They're ranking against everyone their age, at their school, in their city, their state, the whole world. And they're going to be able to actually build themselves a resume with 50 to 100 of these levels and these badges that are actually going to become extremely valuable down the line for them. And so any kid that's looking to build these life skills and put it on a resume, we're going to give them that downloadable resume that they get to get once they're ready for college or a career if they don't want to go to college at all.
1: Yeah. And I'm just thinking about how successful a 14-year-old will be in life if he or she can literally plan a family vacation and all those steps and logistics involved with that. It's like, man, it's probably more valuable than half the classes I took in college. And I went to an Ivy League school. Like These are life skills that translate to every single thing that you do. It's absolutely amazing what the promise of this can be. And I'm so excited and based on your track record, I'm sure this is going to be a smash success. And I hope that this conversation inspires some of the people in our community to check this out and plug in with their kids. When my daughter gets old enough, we'll definitely be putting her in this. You know, when she's not drooling on the tablet. Yeah.
0: We, we really built it for our kids. I mean, we have about 55, 60 investors in the company. And these are great people all of like world class, the, the Jim Quicks the David Meltzer of the world, Gino Wickman, who built um, EOS. Yeah, we, we read his book,
1: Traction, and yep. totally, it's it
0: shaped our business, for sure. Incredible investors. We probably have about a 40 to 50 million reach with our launch. So we're going to go out big to a lot of people. And all of these people are parents. And they all are giving feedback and tweaks and ideas so that we can build this for families. So it's built by parents for parents and kids. And the real goal is to gamify it like the more fun we can make it the more interested kids are going to get because a lot of times parents that have older kids especially they know that like they they'll they'll say something like a thousand times and then if a kid goes out and learns it from a friend or someone they admire or plays a game and learns and they come back dad mom look i just learned this mom they're like i've been telling you this for a decade so we want to be that kind of fun third party that can validate the things the parents really do care about anyway and like you were saying, take back the technology time. We're, we're actually limiting play in the app. We're not going to let kids, like, we are not addicted to app kind of people. I am a, not a fan of that at all. In fact, I want kids to go out and enjoy the world uh, as much as possible, which is why our game actually throws them off the game after a certain amount of time. And it's like, okay, here's your challenge. But your challenge, this challenge is not in the app. This challenge is go out and do, right? This challenge is, the eat out versus eat in challenge. Okay, you're going to go find the last meal that you and mom and dad went out to eat. And then you're going to make that at home with mom and dad tonight. And you're going to compare the costs and see what the cost is between eating out and paying for it or making it yourselves. And that's the learning that we want to teach. That's one challenge. And that has nothing to do with the app. That's, they get to come back and show proof, validate it and win the challenge and move on to the next one. But a lot of what we want to build in them is, hey, go out and build, go out and find work, find ways to create value, sell products, go learn investing. We're literally having them going in doing apprenticeships. They're going to go interview the bank. And there's a lot of things the kids get to actually go out and do and earn credit and, and earn grits and level up in the app and compete with their friends.
1: Yeah. And this type of learning is learning through direct experience, which is so much more valuable than like just didactic listening or or book learning. Because these subtle lessons can't be just communicated in words. They must be experienced. So that's great.
0: You know, just one last thing. Chase Bank spent hundreds of millions of dollars last year on financial literacy. And all it was, was a bunch of blogs and textbooks. And it's just like a lot of people care about financial literacy. It is a hot button right now, but nobody's understanding how to actually get kids to fall in love with it, right? Kids fall in love with something when they feel like they're on a hero's journey. They fall in love with something when they actually get to go out and experience it and go out and learn by doing. So if we can mix the game, learn, earn, that's like our three tagline words, game, learn, and earn, that's what's going to motivate and actually move the needle. Right, we we really do want to close the financial illiteracy gap, not just say we're doing a good thing and sell people debit cards. There's a lot of other company you can get a debit card anywhere. That's not our goal. Like, don't use us if you just want a debit card. You you need you need Gravy Stack because it's actually going to move the needle.
1: Nice. This is really good rundown. Like, I get even more pumped about it as you're talking. I do want to pivot here because I want to talk about one more of your companies before we kind of get into your personal health and wellness routines about how you maintain your health and be so busy all the time too. I want to talk about Happy, which is a pretty unique company because you you guys are really interfacing what I consider like next level technology using like electromagnetic fields with performance optimization. I think this will be interesting for those listening because the stuff we teach at Fit Father and Fit Mother is the foundational basics, like behavioral change. How do you drink more water? Which foods do you eat? How do you move your body? What supplements? But there's so much more to the body than just these inputs and behaviors. We are electromagnetic beings. We have this electric nervous system. And it turns out that there's a lot of cool ways we can alter physiology with electromagnetic fields. And you tapped into that, which I think is... Fascinating. And I'd love you to tell people about HAPPY, what it is, some of the basis of it. Don't want to spend a ton of time on this because I have more stuff I want to get into, but share about HAPPY, please. Yeah.
0: So HAPPY, um, H A P B E E, HAP B. It's a little weird of a spelling. If I could get HAPPY.com, the actual word, I'd be a bazillionaire. And there's no way I could ever get it. So it's B. But the point of that is our logo is a B, right? And it's haptic feedback. And so what we were able to find, and, and this isn't me, this is a whole team of PhDs and scientists who have been building this for 20 years in a lab. I was able to just take it to market. But the happy technology basically utilizes ultra-low magnetic fields that replicate the effect of certain chemicals in your body. So, like we have a signal that you can play through the device that that mimics caffeine. Okay. And that's just one of the 25 blends. But the signal for caffeine is, is the alert signal. So instead of drinking a ton of coffee or Monster or Red Bull or whatever else people drink to try to get energy and sugar and caffeine, they can literally with the app, click play. And when they're wearing this at home, at their computer or work, they'll get an elevated buzz. They'll get an energy boost. They actually feel it within five, three to five minutes, sometimes up to 10 minutes you start to feel this elevated signal that mimics the effect in your body of caffeine. And so it's an incredible technology. Your your body is really made up of energy, right? Your cells communicate through electron exchange through vibration. That's how, that's how the world works. Everything works through sound. And so what we were able to do was patent the ability to deliver certain compounds your body just through a a very very tiny magnetic field that is so tiny it doesn't get picked up on almost any radar so there's no health or side effects or safety problems whatsoever Uh, we've done all the tests that you can imagine we've done the double-blinded placebo-controlled tests. we've done the animal studies we've done the safety tests and it's so precise and so small it actually speaks the volume level of your cells that's how small and precise it is and so with just a tiny field, we're able to basically trigger certain receptor sites in your body to give you a specific feeling. And we can do the same thing for sleep, which, which mimics melatonin or adenosine. So we have you know 10,000 people probably tonight, literally, they're going to be playing for 30 minutes before bed, the sleep signal. It's a sleep preparatory signal that basically elevates your adenosine levels, triggers melatonin, and brings you into a tired, ready-for-bed state. And the aura Ring stats and the other stats that we're showing through all of our markers go way up for deep sleep when people play our signals. And they can also put this under their pillow. And we have other products coming out this year. But it's, it's just a phenomenal way, instead of taking substances that might harm you or have side effects or pills at worst, a lot of people take pills throughout the day or sleeping pills or prescription things, this is a great way to supplement or cut back or even replace in some circumstances those things that have side effects in your body. And so we were able to sort of hack, hack the way that people go through their day to be alert, focused, relaxed, sleepy. We have signals that emulate even CBD to relax your muscles. We have one coming out in a little bit for appetite. We can actually suppress an appetite response through one of our signals. Same with blood flow, um, we have uh, nootropic, like nicotinian nootropic signatures that elevate your focus and your performance. Um, it's just a fantastic product, and I-, I was able to invest in the parent company many, many years ago. So I've known about this for 15 years now. And a few years back, I approached them and said, "Hey, guys, have you ever thought about going the consumer route? Right? Because they're doing all the medical side. You know, they're working with people with brain cancer, and they're working in the pain space and things like that. And so I said, what if I just licensed your tech and created a consumer product for people for a couple hundred bucks to go and feel good all day and night? And they said, have at it. So that's, that's how we got here. We, we launched a couple of years ago. We went public in Toronto. Company's doing great. Brought in a CEO last year. He's been fantastic. There's about 35 people now on the team and they're, uh, they're delivering these products worldwide. So yeah, you can just go to happy.com Nice, that's really cool. And
1: I think if people are interested, definitely start to explore this world of electromagnetic, you know, I don't know, tools. I really do feel it's the future. I have a, I have a high-powered like PEMF mat, pulse electric magnetic frequency mat that is good for certainly blood flow healing and many other things. The happy seems so cool because it's just so portable and it's right there. That's great.
0: Portable is everything, right? Yeah, for sure. You, you want to be able to bring it on a flight. People love it when they're traveling. We even have a morning commute signal that gets people up and energetic while they're on their morning commute to work, right? Relax, um, an afternoon slump signal. There's just all these ways that we can help people. My favorite way that we help people is mental health. So there's a lot of people that struggle with anything from anxiety or depression or insomnia. Now, we're not a medical prescription, right? But people that struggle with those things or even people that are addicted to certain substances... They've been using Happy for years now to get um, the effect they need to get them off of certain chemicals that, that can harm them. So that's, that's a big win for me. That's my favorite part.
1: Nice. Well, that's, that's huge and very interesting. I want to pivot off of your companies now and I want to talk a little bit more about you. Particularly, you're a healthy guy. You're also a busy, high-performing guy. I'd like to know about some of your systems and routines for keeping yourself healthy amidst a demanding schedule with your family, with your work. Like, What do you think are like the important things in your daily routine from when you get up and go to bed or what you focus on on a weekly and monthly basis to, to maintain a high level of health and energy?
0: Yeah, I, um, I could give you a dissertation on this. I feel like it's been my whole life for the last four years, um, with, especially with HAPPY and understanding how the brain and the body work together. Um, But I think there's a lot of people you probably interview that can give you the best supplements to take, the best food to eat, the best exercise routines. I I think the best thing I can help your audience with is everything does start in the mind. Hmm. I I think people really undervalue their brain. Um, they, They don't take care of their brain. They don't take care of their mindsets. They have a lot of limiting beliefs, um, scarcity mindset stuff. And I think that is the beliefs you have about your life, I think, have to change before anything else will actually change. Here's a good example. I struggled for a long time being the guy who thought of myself as, yeah, I'm not the guy who follows protocol. I'm not the guy who follows routine. I'm, not the, I, I, I'm very bad with checklists. I'm not good at follow through on the detail because I'm the high level visionary that is an actually a limiting mindset in a lot of ways. I am disciplined. I, I am a follow-through. I am someone who can take charge of my future with tiny, simple habits. Do you see the shift in the mindset? I think a lot of times, you know, out of desperation or pain, people buy things to solve their problems and they're just throwing money away until they fix their brain. And so I think if you want to change your um habits and your healthy habits you have to change your mindset you have to write down and commit to yourself who you are as an individual that is able to change right i have a a vision you probably see all these vision things from the great dan sullivan but i have a mission statement i read every day i am a dedicated and loving husband and father first um I am the world's best entrepreneur. And when I say best, I mean most balanced. I don't want to be the world's richest entrepreneur. I want to be the world's most balanced entrepreneur. I will serve a billion people a year, and I will make and give away billions to wherever God asks me to. Okay? I am a force. I am a powerful leader. And God has blessed me to be a blessing to the world. I read that every day as many days as I possibly can. I memorize it basically, but I say it every day and I I live it. And you have to have these mindsets. If you're going like, like you, you guys help so many people lose weight and get into a healthier life. You give them longevity. You give them back their time with their grandkids later. Like it's an incredible thing, but it has to start with deciding who you are and having the right mindsets. Right? So everything really does start in the brain. Like, I, even from a medical side, the best pharmacy in the world is between your ears. People don't realize that. When you meditate, when you do um, you know, spiritual practice, prayer, gratitude, um, intentionality, focusing on the good, not the bad, focusing on the opportunities, not the threats. When you think that way, it opens up, it actually releases certain chemicals in your brain. Okay, and it, and it gives you more energy. It, re, it revitalizes your mitochondria. It, it helps you with blood flow. It helps you with digestion. It helps you with your GABA nervous system, which triggers stress, fight or flight. The practices need to start in your head to then move into your body. That is the number one thing I could I could tell people because until you've got that set up right, nothing else is actually going to be affected. So that would be the first thing I would say to people.
1: I think amazing answer. I also think subtly, what's underneath that is you're shifting away from reliance on external inputs to fix or change you, and you're you're creating this kind of like personal power through a very like top down approach to to rewiring your thinking. And therefore, like your action and your feeling through that. And if people didn't gather it, it was pretty obvious from what you shared, I felt. But every single day, you do this early in the day because you're kind of like setting the tone for the thinking. And repetition is really what... What helps with these things tremendously because our thinking creates grooved patterns in these neural networks. And if we want to regroove new patterns, especially if we've done some old BS1s for many years, it often takes some time and it takes repetition. These powerful I am statements paired with feeling, the words with the feeling is, is really what it seems in my experience like drives this. And then you got to walk the walk. Because if you're if you're saying these things in the morning and, and doing actions that are not congruent with that, then the subconsciously you're not gonna be as congruent. But I know over time you do this. And there's no doubt, Scott, in my mind that your success is largely determined by the fact that you probably have a much more expansive mindset than so many people and i also think that's why gravy stack not to bring it back there directly is so cool is because in the time when the mind is really forming some of these early impressions and experiences you're almost like using this tool to like expand people's primary identity beliefs and mindsets
0: early on so yeah. amazing oh man I could talk about this forever, but I, I absolutely love one of our favorite things that we do in our first level of the game for Gravy Stack is it's called the money motto. And the kids actually go through the game and they take this quiz that shows what their motto is currently to money, right? Are they fearful because of parental fights or something, or they're scared because money's always not enough? Are they um, a consumer, right? Are they a, a hoarder? Are they a spender? What it does is it, it shows your relationship to money currently. And then it gives you a bunch of really good mindsets and tips with what to watch out for in that, in that mindset. And really, the goal is to free kids at a young age from the fears or the trappings of money that you know, money is it's, it's a tool at the end of the day. That's all it is. It's a tool that determines value. And when it becomes everything, you know, then it becomes your master. And so really, people need to get a healthy relationship to money. And if you can understand how there's grit, personal responsibility, and delayed gratification.
1: For sure. Those are the three traits that are most highly correlated with success, for sure. That's it.
0: That's it. And that's how you have compounding interest. It's a very simple thing. And if kids start to understand this long-term mindset, that they can master money and make it work for them, instead of them working for money for the rest of their life... It will absolutely free them up to live a healthier, happy life. Now, it's not the only thing. There's a lot of things. In fact, the most important thing is who do you love and who loves you? It's as simple as that. Like, How are you loving people and, and who is loving you? Like Every day, that should be one of the best focuses you could ever have. But when it comes to money, money can be such a blocker for a lot of people. It can take up so much mental energy. Every day, and that our goal is to free kids of that, to be responsible financially, to be prepared financially, to understand how to have money work for them long term. And once they do that, they've almost set a groundwork. And now they can start on what's my unique ability? What was I brought to this earth to do? Right? Where do my greatest skills and the things I love and the needs of the world meet? in my sweet spot that I can start creating value and serving other people that is the highest level that that's the tip of the pyramid for the the hierarchy of needs that we want to get kids there and i think a lot of times kids have that that passion early on in life and then they just get pummeled by real life later on as they're developing and growing and you know they go through their teens and you've got the crazy social things going on and then you get into like the fear of will i get into the right college and will i Figure out the right job. What if I miss my calling? All that stuff, and then everyone's twenties are a nightmare. We want to just get away from all that and show kids, like, look, there's a simple foundation of finances and life skills that you can learn that can really set you up to be able to live the life that you want to live and serve others how you want to serve them. And so that's really the foundational goal. I mean, that's how a lot of people are going to be healthy. That's how the long-term health comes is by mastering these things in the short term.
1: Yeah. And I think the cool thing too is a lot of the problems that people face are like generational wounds or scarcity that, like, there has to be a certain point where the kids break out of it or the next generation breaks out of it. And what's cool about happy and what you're talking about is each bit just levels up. And I think the speed that you can get someone in their life to this kind of self actualization conversation where they're talking about skill sets, passion, and service, and like what their purpose is, the faster you can do that, if you can get someone in their 20s to be there, or maybe even in their teens, some people do get there that early. Like, those are people that can change the world or or certainly at least set themselves up for a very, very happy, productive, successful life. Now, I want to pivot in the final minutes of this conversation to talk about your philosophies on raising kids in today's world. You have a few kids. uh, I believe they're under five, six years old. And now they're going to be brought up in a world that we almost don't even know what it necessarily may look like in 10, 20 years. We have some ideas. things are changing rapidly. There's this influence of technology that in the case of gravy stack could be very positive, but in other cases can also be very trapping psychologically, physically, etc. What do you think it takes to raise healthy kids in 2022 in 2032? like what do you see as the foundation of your parenting philosophy on this front? Yeah, let's just talk about that a little bit. I think that'd be a really fascinating way to end this conversation.
0: Man, I have a lot of thoughts. I'll start with a story. My good friend has a big podcast about banking. And we were talking the other day and his 10-year-old son was on Amazon trying to buy something. And in the discount code box, he had a physical $10 bill. And he was trying to type in the unique federal ID code on that $10 bill into the checkout for Amazon. And he's like, Dad, I don't get it. Like, this should be easy. We type in codes, other pieces of paper all the time. What's going on? Why isn't this working? Why doesn't Amazon know that I have this $10 bill? I have the code right here. And it was this wake up call for us that not only is technology uh, advancing, so far beyond what we can understand. And don't get me started on Google and what they track, but, and the AI that's being developed, we as parents need to figure out what are the best things that my kid can learn today to be successful tomorrow, okay? And I personally don't think it's like being the best at every technology, right? I think there's going to be a sea change back to traditional, let's go out into the woods, Let's go build something together. Let's go do things as a family. Let's go camp. Let's go hike. Let's go travel. Let's take the RV and go somewhere. Like real life, real world experiences are are how kids are forever going to have to develop. And that's fun, right? The social skills that come from that, the real world learning, the confidence that's built from that, that is how kids have always should have been raised. You know, when I was a kid, I was literally like raised by wolves in the woods. Right? I lived on an island up in Washington. I was on the beach. I was in the woods. we were building tree forts. We were building rafts. Like we were out building and going crazy. And it was awesome. It was like the best childhood ever. And I think that the more ways that parents can find time to do fun things with their kids that are great learning experiences as well, the better off they're going to be. So the best thing my wife and I did this year, we set up a calendar, She's a teacher, so it was easy. She printed out the whole calendar for the whole year. And we put in there first what we wanted to do with our family. So we put in our, uh, with just her and I, getaways and retreats, overnights, date nights. We put in, after that, family trips we want to do. We're going to go to the lake this summer. We want to do some skiing together. We want to take our kids to, on these t- very, very intentional experiences while they're young to be able to build a great foundation with them and really just spend good time with them, right? Like 93% of all the time you're going to get with your kids happens from zero to 18 before they leave the house. 93% of it. So that right there should be the lesson for parents, which is spend time with your kids. I have a friend who, his name's Hal, um, Elrod Miracle Morning, uh, book, he basically said, whenever my kids are not in school, I'm not working. And that's a crazy thing to say. You're like, how do you do that? He figured it out. He's like, every day after three, I'm, I'm with them. Every time they're off from school, I'm with them. And work figures itself out. And I just think in this world of digital, we can work from different places. We can do projects. We can take time with our kids. Nobody has ever looked back and regretted not like spending too much time. No one's ever regretted spending too much time with their kids. Everyone regrets spend not, spending not enough time. And so I think, you know, like I said at the beginning of this call, outsourcing your kids' development to other people and other things is probably one of the greatest missteps you can make as a parent. So where are you outsourcing your kids? It's as simple as that, right? Sometimes you have to for this or that or work or whatever, but where can you take it back? where can you bring it back? What are you talking to your kids about over the breakfast table or the dinner table? What are you doing with your kids on the weekend? If you're exhausted after work and you're not giving your kids everything when they're with you, how can you change that? How can you give yourself more energy? Give yourself an hour buffer before they come home or before the end so that you are revitalized and fired up to spend that time with your kids. And so, you know, technology is is a big deal. I think Gravy Stack is going to help give parents and kids a lot of fun activities and challenges to go do together. Um, and I think we're, I mean, we're going we're to hit on DeFi. We're going to hit on crypto. We're going to help the kids get a good foundation for all these different life skills. And by the way, there's a parent secret backend too, where all the parents are going to be able to learn about these levels while the kids do them as well. So there's like a parent tutorial and training so that mom and dad can learn about these things because sometimes they might not know either. And so they're going to be able to learn right alongside and have fun with the kids. But again, it comes right back to what are you outsourcing right now? And what can you take back? Instead of throwing your kids in some camp this summer, why not figure out your family camp, right? One of the things we're doing for Gravy Stack is we're writing down the top 100 skills every kid should learn before they leave the house. And we're literally just going to give parents a tee up. Like here they are based on the age range they're at and try to get them there by the time they leave the house. And that's a hundred awesome opportunities for you to go do something with your kids or or trainings and boot camps or building things in the backyard with your kids that are going to prepare them for the real world and help them get ahead. I think that's, it really just comes back to that. No, No amount of outsourcing to this or that perfect trainer or study this, study that, go out and do this. Everyone is so worried about getting their kids ahead by outsourcing where the best families I've ever seen with the best kids that are now grown up with their own families, they didn't outsource. They took it upon themselves and they taught their kids what a real family looks like. So that's my encouragement to parents out there.
1: Yeah. Another beautiful answer. And I think practically where the rubber meets the road is it comes down to structure and intentionality like that, what you mentioned about taking that time to sit down and put the things on the calendar that takes care of so much. It blocks out that time. So it's going to happen. You've already kind of taken care of the initiation energy, which like inertia is something that prevents us from taking action so many times. It's already scheduled. It's in motion. And then I think with gravy stack, what is really cool is that you're basically giving parents the opportunity and the initiation energy and the structure already where they don't have to figure this out. So I think these are very, very core themes that have been through this conversation. I've found this. Totally fascinating. You've been amazingly articulate. And I can't see how someone wouldn't be excited to click the links in the show notes and check out all this this cool stuff that you're up to. And I want to say I'm happy you're out in the world, Scott. I'm happy you're doing good work and you have such a big heart. I hope you do get the opportunity to give away a billion dollars one day. I think that'd be super cool.
0: We're on the way, man. We're on the way. That's amazing, bro. And I appreciate you too. You guys are helping countless families right now. And I love being a part of this. Can't wait to share this episode out with everybody and really shed a lot of light on your mission too, because you guys are giving people back their health. And my favorite quote is, the person with uh, their health has a thousand dreams. The person without their health has just one. So it's a big deal, man. So congrats to you too. Thanks, Scott. I appreciate you coming on today. Awesome. Thanks.
1: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Fit Father Project Podcast. If you love what you heard, please rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really helps spread this show to more men who need this valuable info. To watch full video episodes of this podcast and other motivational videos to inspire your training and more, visit our Fit Father Project YouTube channel. It's free and everything's made for busy guys who are 40 like you. Visit youtube.com forward slash fitfatherproject to get access to our entire video library.